baptized. It's beginning to rain. That's okay. That's okay. It's um. It's not the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Worship. Thank you for worship. It was. It was beautiful. Hey. Yeah. Worship was. Worship was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Yeah. Wow. Hello. I'm Francis, and um, I'm happy to be here. I am just feeling right at home. I'm feeling right at home here. <laughs> So, anyway, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries. I thought you were—I thought you were doing it on purpose. That's happened to me too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been—you know—I've been coming up here for quite some time for different reasons, and um, you have a lot of friends up here and. It's been wonderful. So, uh, so it's been wonderful to meet Timothy, and you know, it's uh, your leadership, just amazing, just a lot of love going on, and I love that. And um, anyway, yeah, I just, uh, you know, there's there's a lot to share, you know. So I'm just kind of waiting, just waiting for God to just give me what He wants me to share, you know. What he wants, because he knows more, whoa, than I do about what he wants you to have. So, yeah, so, you know, I'll share a little bit about our ministry and, you know, kind of how we are, who we are, and whatnot. We just love Jesus. That's kind of what we like to say is we're just a family, and we love Jesus, and we give him full authority to do whatever he wants to do. And so, you know, I don't know if you guys know Jesus, but he is a lot of fun. He's really intense, you know, but he is amazingly, wow, filled with joy, right? It was a joy set before him, then he endured the cross and so much more. But, um, but he is just an amazing, amazing, not just savior, not just friend, but he's an amazing lover. He's an amazing, wow, he's an amazing God, right? Come on. He's good. And, um, you know, uh, you know, getting to know God, right? That's Jesus. That's Holy Spirit. That's God the Father. Whoa. Because Jesus is the door to the Father. Hallelujah. You know, but you know, we, we talk about this. David talks about it as well as we sometimes get stuck in that place of Jesus. You know, how do you get stuck in Jesus? Come on. <laughs> how do you get stuck in God? But the mindset is what we're talking about of, you do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just... Um, you can't get stuck in God. He's eternal. <sighs> so anyway, but you know, how beautiful, how beautiful that he's eternal. And so just to get to know him, and that's one of our first and foremost things that we like and we um, pray about that people 
meet Jesus, you know, because a lot of people know about Jesus. A lot of people know the word of God in the written scriptures, which we do too. But there is a difference when you actually know the word, Jesus Christ, right? And so our heart, our, our, you know, love is Jesus, but it's really God in whole. Because Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus, and then Jesus draws you to the Father, and then you meet the whole Godhead, and then it totally wrecks your life. And then everything's changed forever. That's what we like to do. That's what we like to see, right? Yeah, and then we bring different people in. Our leaders all have a beautiful, different, whoa, feel about them. And um, and, uh, a different purposes right yeah so it's not just one message it's many different types of messages with many different types of teaching different styles but in a place of freedom in a place where holy spirit has complete control in every single way that we know how to let go of the control and he teaches us all the time let go of more control you know because you don't realize you have control of a matter until he actually says, hey, how about I, how about you give that one to me, right? And then we're like, oh, I didn't even know I had it. So then you hand it over, you know? And so, and it's a continual process of just going deeper, deeper, deeper into Jesus. Wow. And then your life has changed. It's like, <laughs> you know what I just saw when I did that? It was so funny. So, um, so I just saw a balloon. <laughs> I saw a balloon. When I said deeper, 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 it was like the balloon was going, <laughs> like with helium, right, into Jesus. And it was like tied, and it went, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> That's Jesus. <laughs> I love it. It was very distracting. So, <laughs> You know, we talk Reformation at our at our um, church, and Reformation to us, and what's who in our part of of the Reformation is, you know, that we our hearts, the fullness of God, the fullness of God in you. Hey, that's a Reformation, the love of God in you. Right? So it's not just a teaching, it's actually an experience. If you look in scripture, it's not just the word of God. That's why it says the word alone kills, right? Right? It's the spirit of God that draws you in to yourself, and that brings you into Jesus, which brings you into the Godhead. Hey, that's that's good. That's good news, right? And so what we all long for. Because how many people would say, yeah, I've really read my Bible. I know my Bible, right? Right. And we, you know what? You can get that across the whole board, right? From evangelical all the way to the crazy charismatics, which probably a lot of people call us. But, um, but I don't take that as a, as a negative. I really don't. I don't. We don't, right? We just take it as hallelujah, we're free. (laughs) And, you know, and what joy that comes out of you when 
when you know Jesus, you can, you can look at a mountain and go like, whoa, that's a big mountain right there. What are we going to do about it, Daddy? Because you're not alone, right? You're not alone. Not to say that it's not scary sometimes, but still, you're not alone, you know? So when you have that personal relationship with Jesus, you know, what happens is then everything starts coming alive. And then you start receiving those visions and encounters. And everyone experiences Jesus and God in whole differently, right? There's, whoa, there's not one model. Whoa. There's not one individual model that you are to follow. And our heart is to see the fullness. This is what I shared this morning. But the fullness of who you are in God, in Jesus, as you walk on the planet. Hey. Oh. It feels good. You know, it feels good when you're free. It feels good when you can kind of like, you know, when no one's looking, right? We can do stuff like that, or we might be at home and we'll dance in front of the mirror. But, you know, <laughs> well, come on. Do you not be silly when the doors are shut, you know? But, you know, when you're free in Jesus, you have no inhibitions, and that's one thing, you know? A lot of people want me to share a lot about, whoa, what happens inside when you have an encounter, when you go into a trance, when you see heaven, when you see the new earth, when you see things that God himself just shares with you. But you know what? I I don't always share things like that. I don't share things like that because... Oh, Jesus is our focus. And I don't want you to focus on an encounter alone, even though I do share encounters. It's not like I don't. But I mean, like, that's not the point. The point is that you get connected with Jesus, the foundation of your life. The reason why you breathe and have your being is because of him inside of you. You know, that is a reformation And when you can take the shackles off to somebody, really, not just like, oh, I feel so much better, and then tomorrow you look exactly the same. I'm talking about a reformation inside of people that causes the move that's coming. Whoa. Right? It's Jesus. It's actually nothing new. It's nothing new. Jesus is the Reformation. Well, imagine what would happen in your life if we don't focus on what we wear, what we look like, what are, oh, I got to be this, and I got to do this, and then I got to be like this, and I got to be like this, and I'm too skinny, I'm too fat, I don't wear nice clothes, I wear designer clothes. You know, can you imagine when all of your inhibitions and all your insecurities and all the things that you find value in is really stripped away, and then you really just enjoy your life, and you enjoy yourself, and you see your face, and you go, wow, Jesus, oh. <laughs> you made me. <laughs> and he didn't make a mistake. You know, can you imagine looking at yourself, seeing Jesus in your eyes? Whoa. Ah. When you look in the mirror. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
How do you not like your face? Come on. <laughs> right? Right? So, you know, <laughs> we just love Jesus. We like to say that. We just love Jesus and we are family. It's my family over there. <laughs> you know, and we, we, we don't want people to act free. We want people to be free. And let me tell you something. Church doesn't make you free, folks. Church doesn't make you free. Holy Spirit sets you free if you allow him. So I praise God. I have had a lot of encounters all the time, every day, all day, all, all, all the time. That's just normal for me. I don't know any different. Whoa. I talk to Jesus all the time. He's always there. He's always praying. He's always sharing. Holy Spirit's always teaching. No matter where I go, when I wake up, when I'm asleep, <laughs> he doesn't leave you. <laughs> you know? He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But when, 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 when he gets in you in such a way that your life is not just not your own because you know it, but because you feel it. You feel it inside. You get to a point where you don't want to do anything that is not his will. You don't want to pray anything that is not his will. You know, when scripture says, you will say anything, you will pray anything, and it will be done. He's talking about a relationship between you and Jesus where you know his thoughts, where you know his will, where his desires become your desires. Samuel did not want one word to fall to the ground. Not one. That's my heart. Not one word to fall to the ground. Not one word to not be useful, uplifting, building, growing into the free person that he died for. We're coming to a place where we're going to realize that Jesus died for more than just your healing, just your salvation, just so you can move in the gifts of miracle signs. And we get those. We get those. That's part of being a child of God. That's normal. That's not abnormal. That's very normal to us. Angels, normal. We see them all the time. We see them all the time. They're normal to us. They've become part of just who we are in the kingdom of God, right? That's just normal. That's being a child. You know, have you ever heard of people, especially like, you know, intercessors? I love intercessors. Oh, they're some of my favorites. They're passionate. They are passionate, and they go for what exactly God wants them to go for, right? Just to the T, to the T. I love it. They get dreams. They have visions. They get a little crazy. I love it. You know, it's, you know, it's okay. <laughs> if God says run around the tent seven times, we got runners. <laughs> They'll do it. <laughs> they know that they're allowed 
to do it. So we get people that come into the tent that are so bound, they don't know how to be free. So here they are in a place of freedom. They can do, be, breathe, hit them and Jesus. Nothing's hindering them in our atmosphere. But they're so not used to being free that they don't know what to do with themselves sometimes. Sometimes people come into the tent, all they do is sob on the floor because it feels so good and they just feel so loved. And that's what we want. We want Jesus to minister in the tent. He does. We allow the angels to come in and we're very not afraid to say it. All right, angels, get up. <laughs> you know? Because it's just real to us. The kingdom of God is very known to us. But I'll tell you something. I had an encounter once, and, um, and an angel, big angel, it wasn't big angel. We have actually an angel named big angel at the house, but not that one. <laughs> but it was a big angel. I just want to make that distinction because then the angels are like, ooh. <laughs> They're very active in my life. So, you know, <laughs> when, when they say, when you hear say something that is not quite what they like, <laughs> they all get all ruffled up. But anyway, it wasn't big angel. It was a big angel. And um, <laughs> he's taking me in different places in heaven. And, you know, I mean, one place was, you know, beautiful. It was a beautiful meadow. And, you know, everything alive, everything's alive in heaven. You guys know that, right? Everything's alive. Like, there's nothing dead there. So, like, the air is love. Everything is penetrated with God's presence. He's the everywhere. So, you know, when it's, oh, he's omniscient, he's this, he's that, he's like, yep, yep. You experience that if you have a vision. And, and you know, you when people have encounters, it actually penetrates through your entire being. You realize how not solid you are. <laughs> you know? And then you come back, and you're like, oh, <laughs> solid again, you know, <laughs> because we live here, right? So anyway, and then he took me to this beautiful waterfall, this beautiful golden waterfall, you know, all these several different places in heaven. And I would be like, no, not here. And then he'd take me to another place. No, no, not here. And finally, he's like, what are you, what are you looking for? What, you know, like, where do you want to go? I said, well, I want to go where Jesus is. Like, I want to see him. And he's like, oh, took me right to Jesus. But that's the thing. I don't want to have an encounter. You know, we minister to new age people. You can experience the spiritual realm without Jesus. Same realm. Angels, demons, same realm. But I don't want to experience anything without Jesus. I don't even want to be in heaven. Of course, I just said God's everywhere. You breathe him in, you breathe him out, right? You don't really breathe quite like that. But nevertheless, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Okay, so anyway, you know, it's like, you are there, right? I don't want to experience anything without Jesus. You know, one of my biggest, oh, I shouldn't say one of, but um, one of my first big, long encounters in heaven, um, 
I went home, and I was so excited. I was this little girl, and I was just running down the streets. You know, I'm going home today. I was so excited. I was this little girl, and I'm running, and I'm running down the streets of heaven. It was, it was in heaven, yeah? And I ran through my door where I was raised, and I go slamming the door open. I'm like, Daddy, I'm home. I just screamed it out. And that might sound like, wow, that's really nice. But to me, I didn't have a quote-unquote daddy. I had a dad who loved me, but not what, like, you would think of, like, a daddy's girl. I didn't have that. So for me, like, to have this encounter, and when I have encounters, it's penetrating. It's not just, I'm not just seeing it. I'm not logically thinking of it. It's actually penetrating my entire being and you are changed and transformed forever. You can never be the same again. It's not all about the visions, the trances, the this, the that's, but it's part of it. You can have it. We can share in it. We're all one, right? We teach that. We teach that we're all one. We say that often right? It's not them. It's us. It's not they have a problem. We have a problem. Their prophetic gifting's off. No, our prophetic gifting is off. Hi, right? Because we're one. We are one, the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Right? We don't want the walls. We don't want the lines. Of course, truth is truth, right? So I'm not saying <laughs> just go anywhere. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when you see a problem, you realize your own problem. Because you know what? Yes, this is a safe place. This is a very clean place. Now, I don't mean clean in a bad way. I mean clean in a good way. <sighs> that kind of clean. It's nice. <laughs> uh, there's no critters hanging around. I like it. You know what I mean? There's no critters here. But if we take it in a bigger, a bigger vision, right? So if I can take you up a little bit higher into a place that is outside of this physical place and a little bit higher, and you can see all the brothers and sisters in Christ the brethren, <laughs> right? Then you can see yourself in every single one. So these encounters, these visions, those are promises, by the way. Dreams, those are promises. Something that we can easily access, right? But sometimes our logical mind gets in the way well, gets in the way. You know, we, we are so afraid of demons sometimes that we won't let them in, right? Sometimes. Sometimes we're so fearful of the unknown or what you don't know that you don't even realize you're stopping yourself. What have we to fear? Children of God, right? Right? What have we had to fear? 
someone not liking us, yeah, it's not nice. It's not fun. It's not fun, trust me. But you know what? Jesus is with me all the time. I don't have to fear if I fall a little bit because Jesus is right there. He picks me right back up. Nope, no, uh, 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 uh. Come up here, little cutie. You know, <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> he's so much better, you know. And we try and compare him and learn about him from our own experiences or other people's experiences in life. But you know what, folks? This physical life in this place is not our home. It's not our home. And when you realize that it's not our home in a, in a way that like your, 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 your I was going to say your melon, your melon is just wrecked and God starts transforming everything inside of there, just taking off. It's almost like picture a hammer just pounding at that logic sometimes. Because our physical logic sometimes gets in the way of what God is really trying to do inside of you. And then we learn all these rules, and then we have all these mindsets, these worldviews, and experiences, and everything's piled up, piled up, piled up, piled up. Well, you know what Jesus wants to do? He wants to knock them all down. So if you ever wonder why someone's like shaking crazy on the floor over there, it might be because maybe God's just going, because he's crusty. He's shaking them up. And how many people are healed in joy? How many people are healed when they're sobbing on the ground? How many people are healed and they get slammed up against a wall? Have you ever seen that? That's intense. That's really intense. If you ever experienced, that's even more intense. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. God has amazing things that he does, but we stop him because, well, that, you know. <sighs> no. Someone taught me that I am mature now, and I will not manifest anymore because I am mature. Oh, right? Come on. When I heard that teaching several years ago, 10 years ago, I was devastated because I knew that was going to sweep across the church, the global church. So in my mind, a lot of things are global. So when I talk about the church, I'm not talking about our church, your church, their church. I'm talking about the church, which means all of us, right? So that affected everybody. Oh, one of these days, Francis, you're going to mature, and you won't manifest anymore. Hi. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> I don't know your God, but I know my God, and I can't imagine ever maturing enough to not allow him to move me however he chooses. And at the same time, I say not everyone manifests. It's not about the manifestation. But I always like to do this, the finger in the socket, you know, the finger in the socket. Like if you, if you put your finger in a socket, you better believe you're going to manifest, right? I say this all everywhere I go because I love it, you know. Can, imagine the power of God Almighty created all things. Whoa. How much more power does he have? 
So what if someone's up here and they're blah, 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 and all of a sudden someone gets thrown on the ground over there and they just start laughing up a storm? Whoa, let them. There's something going on there. And I say, go over there. You need a little joy? You need a little healing? Go over there. And I keep teaching because I have no problem with God's movement in his house. Yeah? Yeah. So you know what? When we start letting go of the control on the pulpit, you're going to start seeing things happening in the church. And people will not be upset if they're really into the control aspect or if they've been taught control. They're not going to like it. But you know what? It's infectious. It's infectious. It's like a virus. You know how, have you ever been called a virus? I've been called a virus too. (laughs) It wasn't in a good way, but I took it as good. (laughs) You know what I mean? If people are going to meet Jesus through me and they're not going to like me for that, then hallelujah. What do I have to fear? I have no man to fear. I don't care what global leader you are. My God's bigger. Yeah. So anyway, not any disrespect, of course. We're we're living here in a culture of honor, right? I know that wasn't very nice, but, uh, but I mean it in a nice way. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is a good aspect of that, but anything taken too far is not a good thing. Anything taken too far, right? So, <laughs> I'll just blame Jesus. <laughs> I like to blame him on a lot of things. So um, anyway, so, you know, you find that our, our, our folks, at least, you know, we, we have a lot of joy. We have a lot of fun. You know, when you know Jesus, you realize that he's really quite the comedian, whoa, and the entertainer. I just felt like I was on a tightrope. That's really great. <sighs> I didn't fall. <laughs> you know? He's, he's the greatest entertainer. He made all the entertainers. He made all the entertainers that left the church because the church didn't like them. He made all the musicians that are out there that used to be Christians that have parents that were missionaries that are prayer warriors, and they're out there making secular music because the church has rejected them. They, he's, they've rejected him. What a shame. Well, you know what? The Reformation. We talk about it. We talk about it. But you can't have that resolve. You can't have that faith. You can't have that lack of fear if you don't know Jesus, right? It's all about him. So then when you come up against opposition, that opposition isn't against you. They don't realize it. I see people coming up against Jesus all the time. I see people being abused all the time. All the time. It's heartbreaking. The result of abuse in the church. The result of abuse in the church. They don't just leave the church, they die. And there are people that I have met 
that inside they've lost all hope that they will ever fit in anywhere. Could you imagine? You can't see like that without Jesus. The love that this world is waiting for, we haven't seen yet. But it's not a love that can be taught. It's a love that comes through your relationship with Jesus. I would never want to teach someone how to love. Because if it doesn't come from Jesus, it's not real. And I've never met anybody on the planet that loves like Jesus. We try. We love each other. But is that not what the the scripture says, that they're going to know each other by our love for each other? When do you see that? We're broken. We, not they, we are broken. But that love only comes through Jesus, his eyes, the father. Imagine a father, imagine a mother, Holy Spirit. Whoa. (laughs) Oh. Imagine when we begin to cultivate the intimacy that we have with Jesus in such a way that it changes everything in your being. I want everyone, everywhere, in their intimate moments with Jesus, there is, there is a, I don't say residue, there is an aliveness about them that is not mistaken by anyone, Christian or non-Christian, they can see it. Oh. The love of Jesus is so misunderstood in the church. If you love too much, they don't like it. If you love too little, they don't like it. If you love the word, fairly accepted. But anything that's alive, Jesus is alive. He's not dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who would want to live here if he was dead? <laughs> but you know what? He frees you. He takes the shackles off. He removes the inhibitions. We have so many inhibitions. When you start experiencing when you start experiencing wow 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 You start experiencing, whoa, things like unconditional love and what that really looks like. It changes your being. 
it changes you. It changes your heart. It changes your eyesight. It changes your prophetic words. It changes your giftings. It changes the miracle signs and wonders that come forth. It changes everything. Everything. It changes everything. There's a reason why in 1 Corinthians 12, after all the manifestations of the Spirit, in giftings, right, it says, and the greater of these is loved, the greatest, 1 Corinthians 13. There is something that happens when you move in your giftings and you live with Jesus. What comes forth out of you, well, in all of your giftings, And every word that comes out of your mouth is love. Love. Now, we have a misconception of what it looks like. Because we could go way over here. Love looks like la-la all the time. But la-la actually has wrath and judgment and so many different aspects. And we take away the nature of God and then just go... That's God right there. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, that's not it. That's only an aspect of God. Everything that comes out of God is for the purposes and the goodness of his children in this world. Right? Right. I'm not even talking about things not of this world, hardly, at all. Huh. Oh. Oh. Timelessness, being one with God, the great I am in a place of nothingness. Hmm. Hmm. The great I am dwells. Whoa. The kingdom of God looks different when you're in him. Oh. Holy Spirit. Jesus. God the Father is one. It's not really my message, typically, to talk about the things of the kingdom of God. Because most people don't understand the kingdom of God. When Jesus said, I am not of this world. Well... My home is in another place. The reality is the place is right here, right now, all the time, because there is a timelessness with God. We talk about transportation. We talk about translation. We talk about all these things. But when you're one in God, imagine. (laughs) Some people think, well, how can God, how can God Laugh on his throne when there's so much suffering in the world. Well, he doesn't live here. It's done. It's done. I don't mean to, like, you know, make fun of the sorrow of the world. That's not what I mean to do. But when you know God, you live in a place that is not this place. So where does the fear of the Lord then come then? Do you see? Then it doesn't become a discipline and obedience. It becomes a lifestyle. 
a lifestyle. It's who you are in Jesus. Jesus looks different in you and you and you. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. And the way he moves in each of you is unique and different. Hey. <laughs> oh. But you in God, God in you. That's where you get the sons of God. Well, we're waiting for the sons of God to rise. Do you wonder why they will fear nothing? Do you wonder why they're going to shake the heavens and the earth? It's not going to be about a teaching. It's not going to be about one man. It's not going to be about one woman. It's going to be a collection of people that choose to live their life for Jesus Christ as we are all supposed to live and lay our life down for him. That is happening. That can happen anytime. Any person in your history, those men and women laid their life down. God used them in a mighty way. The whole world is waiting for the sons of God. All of creation is waiting for the sons of God. Have you ever heard a tree cry out? Have you ever heard a tree cry out? It'll floor you. Because all of creation is crying. And they all wait for the sons of God to rise. Whoa. Everything that lives has a voice. Everything. Everything. It's biblical. I'm not teaching anything that's not already in the Bible. 4,000, 2,000 years. We always say 2,000, but really it's, it's a lot longer than that. Because the Old Testament is not gone and done away with, right? We're still living in it. He's still the word, beginning, the end, the he's everything, right? But when Jesus becomes everything to you, he starts transforming your inner man I'm not against the tongue talkers, spirit prayers. It's actually powerful. It's good. But how about strengthening your inner man with Jesus? How about strengthening, strengthening your inner man by seeking his face before you do anything else? I don't go anywhere. I was telling David this at lunch. I don't go anywhere unless God tells me to go. I wouldn't have ne I would have never met you today if God didn't say go meet him. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean like because when you come you know this, shifting atmospheres. God knows. I know. I don't really share this stuff. Dear God. So many people get beat up. They could say nothing. And they still aren't liked. Have you ever thought that it's not you at all? Have you ever thought it's not you? They're not coming against you. 
They're coming against the light in you. They're coming against Jesus Christ. Because you bring in something new. If you're called in the Reformation army of the last days, you will be disliked because you're bringing forth anew. You're not meant to look the same. You don't have the same message. You don't have what they have. You have something else. And you're called to look at them in love through Jesus to bring them in. Like Jesus brings in his children underneath his wings. You're not going to win them over by teaching alone. You're going to win them over by your love. You want to wreck anybody? You ask Jesus to love out of you. And when he starts loving out of you, that's when things start changing. Because are we not meant to stir each other up, right? So if someone that comes in brings a different looking light, it's still light. Just might be a brighter light. Might be a new light. You look at a light bulb, okay? Just a regular light bulb. Not, I don't know about the LEDs, but the regular ones. They start dimming before they go out. Did you know that? They do. And then when you plug a new one in, it's like, whoa, that, that's, that's a lot of light right there. Well, take that in a spiritual sense. If you're living in an old light bulb, let's say this is all old light bulbs, hypothetical. And then all of a sudden, someone comes in that just charges the lights. You'll be kind of like, ah, oh, yeah. There's something that would happen, right? A physical thing that would happen. Well, imagine the spiritual now. Now, spiritually, right, you're walking in love. Well, who's Jesus? He's the dividing line. He's the double-edged sword. He's the light. He's not the dark. He's the yes, not the no. You know what I mean? Like this drastic. It's, not, it's black and white. So when you come into a room and you are called in these greater things of God to be the sons of God on the earth that all of creation is waiting for, you come into the room like Jesus and you are the dividing line. It splits a place. Because what needs to be uprooted gets uprooted. And that's what we want, right? We'll all agree to that. Yes, God, take anything out of me. I surrender to you. Take anything out of me that is not of you, God. How many times have you heard those prayers? And then when it happens, if you don't have a humble heart, you're going to, am I right? So it takes a humbleness, right? So I'm not talking the sons of God are not going to be prideful people. I'll tell you that. They're not going to be a prideful people. You want to know why? Because the closer you get to Jesus, the more you know your own humanity and your own sin. It doesn't put you on a pedestal in your own life. It might put you on a pedestal in someone else's life, but that's their problem. What it does to you is you are so grounded and flat 
on your face because you see your sin more than anybody else's sin because Jesus is moving in you and the light brings forth a reality of your true nature which is sinful and your need for Jesus. So the closer you get, the higher you get, the more you know, the lower you are because you realize it. The sons of God are not going to be prideful people. They're going to be lowly people. They're going to be humble people. They're going to be a people that can't be stopped. And they'll be a people that loves the body of Christ to the point of death. They will die. They have died. We kill them off all the time. We kill them off all the time. And we don't realize it. And then we keep calling for them. God, the sons of God. And then we kill them. And then we call them up. And then we kill them. People for revival, they call out for revival. God, send revival. We want revival. Yes, God, we want revival. So God sends in the revivalists. And they kill him. And then the prophets. There's a reason why. There is a reward for if you receive a prophet, you will receive a different kind of reward in heaven. Why? Because they're different. They're not like everybody else. They don't look like everybody else. They don't act like everybody else. They don't walk like everybody else. And they're not meant to. They're meant to shake you into a place of rightness and wholeness and purity with God. That's what they're meant to do. They are not yours and they are not ours. They are God's and they have a message from him and him alone. Am I right? So when they come in here, because they do, there is a message. Not all prophets are walking the walk. Right? To receive a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. So how about we just stop killing each other? How about we stop killing each other? Why? Because of our ignorance, that's why. Because we've been taught. The joy of the Lord is only allowed over there. We don't want them in the front. They might mess things up. They might offend some people. But you know what? The whole world wants joy. Right? Hey. Whoa. The whole world. Without it, we have no strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And we kill it. We kill it in people. And then we expect them to get up in strength. We expect them to walk out of church in strength. Oh, walk out. Walk out of the church. But we shackle them, and we don't even know it. 
They come in shackled, they go out shackled. I don't like to preach the, I like the, I like the real deal. I just want the real deal. I just want people to be free in themselves with Jesus. It's not a salvation issue. It's a who the sun sets free is free indeed. If I ever shackle someone, I say, God, just take me down right there. And I'm serious. I would rather die. This worth it. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> No leader has anything for me. Fame has nothing for me. Prestigious whatever has nothing for me. I don't desire it. I don't want it. And if it was my choice, I would still be hidden with God in a cave with him. But I don't have a choice anymore. This world has nothing that I desire, to tell you the honest truth. But I had a vision. Um, many years ago, and uh, and it was pretty intense. There's two different times that God showed it to me, and that doesn't happen to me very often where God will show me two exactly similar things. But it was a wall, and um, it was like kind of like in a neighborhood, and it was a dark, it was like nighttime, and there was a couple of street lights, you know, the orange kind that don't light up a whole lot of stuff anyway and it was a big huge long stucco wall and then there was the street and there was this there was this gate right next to me and it was blue and um i'm in a trance at the time i open it up and i see countless millions and millions and millions of people i know it's hard to explain like how do you see millions of people in the dark but nevertheless i opened it up I'm looking in, I said, and, and these people are pale, and they look like Holocaust people. They were thin, their hair was thin. You know how, like, your hair falls out when you're not nourished properly? properly. They hadn't been in the sun. They were fearful. And I said, Daddy, I said, who are these people? And he says, oh, those are my children. And I said, oh. And I shut the gate, and I came out of the encounter and just hit the floor. What? His children in a wall? Because they were in a wall. And, and it wrecked me for a long time. Because not only, I mean, I could see they were so afraid Years later, I was having a hard time with the judgment word. I don't like judgment words. They're not my favorite. I, they just don't feel nice. And this was my first one that was a biggie. And, you know, it's, a, it's one thing to know things. You know, you can know a lot of things, actually. If you, if you know Jesus, you're probably going to know a lot of things. Because he, he knows a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> here, there, everywhere. <laughs> Endless, eternity, timelessness. He, you know, he's big. Right? So, knowing things. But when God brings forth a judgment, a word, that to speak out, I, I just thought it was so 
this was the first word, by the way. So it was the first judgment word. And I was absolutely devastated. I did not know how to share it. I didn't know how to write it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to because it wasn't loving. It was for leaders that God had already brought me in a process of loving all of his leaders, meaning everyone, okay? Good and bad. And I was like, this can't be him. I can't, I can't do this. How can I do this, God? This is devastating, devastating word. What it was, well, it was a, well the, the example, the demonstration that he showed me was someone that didn't look like the church. Someone that was, that didn't look like the, that church that was all put together. And he had me watch this person over a weekend at this church. And I would look at her, and God would share about, not her specifically, but in pertaining to, she's trying to fit in. And I was like, oh no. Because you could tell she wasn't going to fit in to their style, to what they like. She, she didn't look like them. And over the course of two days, that was also when I think God split the tent. Hallelujah. Hey, our, our tent split. I don't know how many years ago, but it was really exciting because it, it was a sign. Because <laughs> God said he was going to rip the heavens open the night before when I was sprawled out on the sidewalk because I went out there because he told me to go take a walk. <laughs> so I go and take a walk outside the church and then I'm on the ground looking up at the stars and I could see the sky be split open and God was going to be opening up the heavens. It was amazing. He said repentance needed to come. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That's biblical. So, like, you know, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, me and God have a very natural relationship, so it's not like, oh, it's very normal. So we talk a lot. Um, and so the last day of that, those meetings that we were at, this lady was sitting on the ground, and she was broken. And he said, She's not going to make the cut. How does she not make the cut, right? My logical mind was like being messed with. She's not going to make the cut, meaning she's not going to be accepted in that church because she didn't look like them. She didn't act like them. She didn't dress like them. She didn't know the rules. And she wasn't going to make it. And she was rejected already before it ever happened. And he was not happy with that. After he told me that, I turned back around. And it's as though, and this isn't as though because I can't really explain it because there was nothing physical that was actually happening but it was like God in a very loud voice said, this 
is an injustice in my house. And it shook my being. And I wanted to just go, because it was as though the wrath of God went right through my back and right out my stomach. And I was just like almost on the ground. He's like, get up. Okay, that was not what I was used to. (laughs) I'm used to lovey daddy, right? This was God in whole. To me, that's like a daddy, right? It was not the same, and it was scary, and I was afraid. And I burst down to tears because I was like, like, what now? And the the worship's going on, all this going on when, like, everyone's like, oh, wow. God, and I'm just like, ah, like I was so afraid, you know, and he says, worship me, and I had to like, and I'm just, that's how I was worshiping, because I didn't know what else to do but bounce, but I was absolutely devastated and filled with fear, fear of God, not fear of man. And then he went on to say, this, 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 and this is going to happen in that service, and that will be my sign to you that my judgment has come to pass. I was so afraid. I was like, worshiping, because I didn't know what to do. Because I was just trying to be obedient. It's hard to worship during those moments. And first thing happened. And then the second thing happened. And then the third thing happened. And I was just like, no way. No way. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to worship like this. Because I figured if everybody thought I was worshiping, they wouldn't mess with me. Because he said that this pastor whom I love to this day was the demonstration and the example of what God was doing and I could not believe God would do such a thing as use this man of God whom I loved for such a horrible demonstration so that's what I did and I was like you know what He's not going to come down that stage and talk to me because he was going to come to me. That's what God said. He's going to come to me and he's going to give me a hug and he's going to tell you how much he loves you. He's going to give you a kiss. Like pastors don't get kisses. So, but still I was trying to prevent everything from happening. And, um, and I was like that for a long time. And then all of a sudden I was peeking through my hair, kind of (laughs) like, is he still on the stage and he's not there? So I look up and he was right there. And he grabbed me and he hugged me and he said, Francis, I value you and love you so much. He gave me a kiss on the head. And I was... Okay, picture me all in little particles, right? And then it all blowing up. That was how I felt. I was absolutely devastated. 
So I didn't know how to give that word. I didn't know how to share that word. How do you share a judgment word that sounds so horrible? That sounds so unloving. And the word was, was because you have put on a show for my kids when in reality your hearts are evil. You listen, you read any part of the Bible. What is God always talking about? He's talking about the purity of our hearts. You don't hide anything from him. He was talking about the leaders in their hearts. I was devastated. So yeah, God can be all la, 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 la. But you know what? He's also a God of wrath. And he's also a God of judgment. And his judgments, by the way, are his mercies. I learned that very hard lesson. So God is bigger than our mindsets and what we have been taught. And when you start experiencing him, when you start getting in him, really? Life changes. Your message changes. Your heart changes. And isn't that what we want? Yeah. That's what we want. So, hi. So, Jesus, we just love you and we praise you. And we thank you for being here tonight. We thank you for your message. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your joy. We just ask that you just unbind us in any area that you would need to unbind us as a group, as a whole, as an individual, as a ministry, as a church. God, come. Wow. <laughs> He's already here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just ask God that you just take everyone deeper. Take every, everyone deeper in places that they've never gone before. Fill in all the pockets. Whoa. Fill in all the holes. Holy Spirit, come and flush through us a fresh filling that can only come for you, come from you. Yeah. Yeah, let them feel the refreshing fountains of living water that comes from your throne. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. May their relationship with Jesus become such a way that nothing stops them in their pursuit of you. Nothing stops them. No matter what you want, no matter what you want to do, no matter what you want to say, no matter how you want to transform, no matter what you want to transform, we just want you, Jesus. We seek you. We seek your face. We seek you, the door, the Dalet. Whoa. Yeah. <sighs> because it's in you, Jesus where all things come together.
So stir in our heart a love for you that we didn't have before. That every moment, every day, every night, tonight, that we experience you in a way that we haven't before. You are endless. Love is endless. You can't speak about it enough. You can't talk about it enough. He is eternal as you are. How about starting to live the eternal life today? Today. Today. He cleansed the heavens. He cleansed the earth. He cleansed everything in between. He is all things, through all things, and knows all things. He knows your heart. He knows your pains. And he wants to come in. Will you let him in? Do you hear the knocking at your heart? Do you hear him? Oh, open the door. He is the safest person you will ever meet. He's the safest person you will ever know. He holds your future. He holds everything. Hi. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody, take a deep breath. So we just invite the angels to come in, continue doing their work. <laughs> you got a lot of angels here. It's really fun. Oh, yeah, just come in and blow in this place. Oh, they don't blow. They fly. But nevertheless, <laughs> they move. Yeah, yeah, just come. And I just ask for your strength today. I just ask for your strength. I just ask that you just just um, pop the cork. <laughs> you know, I just saw a champagne bottle just shaking and just, you know, bubbles everywhere. <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for being faithful. Oh, even when we're not. Thank you for being better than us. <laughs> oh, thank you for being so enduring. <laughs> He's so enduring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we just praise you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you so much. We love you so much. We just want you to feel loved today. Oh, let it not just be a teaching. Let it not just be a teaching. Let it not be just an ordinary day. We love you, Jesus, and we want you to know it. <laughs> we just love you. We love you. We love you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love you. We love you more than your creation. We love you more than the spiritual realms. We love you more. We love you more. We love you more than, than all the things that we can receive from this earth. We love you more. We want you more. <laughs> He's so happy. He's happy. I love it. <laughs> he loves it. You make him happy. 
You make him happy when you notice him. You make him happy when you acknowledge him. You make him happy when you tell him you love him. You make him happy. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. 